0: Want to be the first to know when new Forces for Nature episodes come out? Sign up for the newsletter on our website, www.forcesfornature.com. You can find the sign up link at the bottom of the webpage or in the About section. When you do, you'll also receive a free checklist of easy, practical actions for nature that you can start taking today. I can't wait to connect with you. I'm Crystal DiMicelli and welcome to the Forces for Nature show. Do you find yourself overwhelmed with all the doom and gloom you hear of these days? Do you feel like you, as just one person, can't really make a difference? Forces for Nature cuts through that negativity. In each episode, I interview someone who's doing great things for animals in the environment. We talk through the problem they're addressing, the solution they have found, we'll keep some going, and we'll leave you with practical action tips so that you, too, can become a force for nature. The impact that popular culture has today is greater than it's ever been because of social media and our access to information. And a lot of that power resides in individuals who have become influencers. These individuals can be your favorite sports stars to actors, or just someone random who is able to garner a following. Models can also be just as influential, except most of the time, they're tasked with being blank slates. Someone meant to represent and support whatever brand they were hired for, whether or not those brands align with their core values. Today's guest, Anne-Therese Generi, is a model and an environmental activist that refused to accept that this was the only way. She co-created Role Models Management, an ethical modeling agency whose mission is to give power to people's voices and align them with brands that they are proud to represent. She uses her own platform to bring attention to issues such as climate change and fast fashion, and has even recently relaunched her own podcast, Hey Change, with the aim of helping people find happiness in new realities. Hi, Anne-Therese, thank you so much for joining me on Forces for Nature. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me,
1: I'm honored. So you're a model. How and why did you get into modeling? I moved to New York and was pursuing my master's degree in branding and integrated communications. And, you know, people sort of like sort of ask me questions on the street, like, are you a model? Like, are you here to model? And I'm like, yeah, maybe there's something there I need to look into. And Some background story to that, I had moved to New York to pursue my my degree in marketing but also because I really had this inner drive to work for the climate and for the environment and I had sort of made a promise to myself to speak up for those who can't, so mother nature, animals, trees, all those things. I moved to New York and i really trying to think about the best way to uh, convey my message and to have the biggest impact and I understood that like okay i can be this you know nerdy tree hugger but no one's gonna listen to me so i need to also be cool and i thought to myself maybe if i became a model i would gain sort of that platform to speak from and that was honestly like the angle i had heading into modeling i was 24 at the time which is kind of i guess like late for the modeling industry um, so I was old at the time. There were actually occasions where I had to lie about my age cause I was too old, but I was just like, you know what, there's nothing to lose. I'm going to see where, where this goes. And I started reaching out to photographers and built my portfolio. And before I knew it, I was signed. Did modeling provide that platform you were looking for? No, (laughs) that did not work. Um, So I was a little bit naive thinking that, you know, I'm going to become a model. I'll tell my agency exactly what kind of clients I want to work with and the brands I want to support. But, you know, they just they listened, but didn't really listen. And that's just not how the industry worked. So I found myself being sent all over town, going to castings and just sort of like giving away my time and my energy and not at all working on my mission, which was to work with brands that I believed in or to use my platform to speak up. And so the whole reasoning behind why I wanted to be a model just wasn't there. And I felt like if anything, I lost my voice over gaining it because as a model, you're usually, you're usually told just to show up in time, do as told. Uh, Don't speak up. Don't have any strong opinions about anything. They want you to be a blank canvas, basically, so the brands can like almost portray their values on top of you, which, you know, to be expected, because that's what you hired for. But it just didn't sit well with me. And that's just not why I wanted to model. So, yeah. (laughs) So what did you do? Well, so I was, you know, debating back and forth, and at the same time, I had started to like reflect on like, why did I want to do this? And is this the existing platform that I was looking for? And in all of this, I started thinking about like, what if I started my own agency? Because at the time, I was looking for an agency that might be interested in representing models like me who wanted to speak up, who want to use their voice, and who want to be working with brands with similar values, and yada yada. And since that agency didn't exist at the time, I started thinking maybe I should just start my own. So... That was the early days.
0: (laughs) And so that's how role models management came to be.
1: Yeah. So I just kind of followed my intuition. I started talking about the idea to a few people, not many, but one of them was Marcy Seraph. And um, she is like an eco-pioneer in the fashion industry. She really liked my idea. And then a few months later, she introduced me to my business partner, Val, um, that she had met in in Los Angeles and um, just said that you guys should talk. You have a very similar idea. So I connected with Val, we had one phone call, we had never met in real life, and we were like, okay, let's do this, like, I think there's a a need in the market for this agency, and it's one of those crazy stories, because we started a business and having never met before, and we were like 50-50 in all legal paperwork, I went back to Sweden, uh, and spent a few months building the website, I had no idea how to code a website, but I was like spending a lot of time on YouTube, and just like chat windows with all sorts of like tech personnel, so we built the website we got launched and then one week after we launched the website we booked our first clients and they had actually found us online searching for an ethical agency so that was kind of cool we were like oh that that's interesting and just keep in mind we had never met at this time so we had You have, had not met still No we <laughs> had a running business had never met we just booked our first client and that's when we were like okay maybe we should just see each other so I, we booked, with the first money we made, we booked a flight for me from New York to LA. So I went to see her for 10 days and everything since happened since then. is just sort of history, you know? That's really brave. Yeah. And also, sorry, just like trusting your intuition sometimes. Like it might seem really crazy, but you just got to go for it.
0: And how is role models management different than a traditional agency?
1: So it's different in the sense where we represent models who we believe are agents of change so someone who wants to use their platform to inspire positive change or to speak up about something or just to be a positive influence to others Uh, so quote-unquote role models and um, it could be anything from sustainable fashion to environmentalism or veganism or human rights or whatever it might be but what we want to see in our models is that they are more than just a pretty face so they want to use their work and their passion and their creativity for good basically so yeah, that's how we differ. We represent strong, uh, healthy, well-rounded models that can ultimately lead the industry into a different direction. And I think there is a lot of power in pop culture and fashion, because if you think about it, that that's what sets the trends and the trends are what we follow. And if we start movement within pop culture, I think we can actually make some real waves in the world. So that's our mission, to represent models that speak up about change and ultimately help drive society in a positive direction.
0: I think this is such a great idea because I believe that pop culture has so much influence and I love the idea of using it for good. <laughs> so, your models can actually represent brands that they believe in
1: and share values with? Well, yeah, so we always ask models like what, you know, what are you passionate about? Like who what are some brands you would like to work with? and the ultimate idea is to only work with brands who book our models because of who they are and uh, it's always incredible when you see that happening when a brand reaches out and says hey we're launching this new campaign it's all about you know eco shoes or whatever and we're looking for models who speak up about these certain values to see them book someone of course because they're also like gorgeous and you know shining from the inside out but also because they have a voice and that is ultimately why they want to work with them
0: what do you feel is the value in aligning brands with people who morally support them
1: i think it's really important for brands to understand that it's more important than ever to show the consumer that you actually care to show especially millennials and younger people we want to see that the brand is doing what they can to lower their impact and to do good in the world and i think if that brand is working so hard to change their supply chain or to become more sustainable in whatever way it might be. So if you hire a model who's all about sustainability too, it's just gonna multiply everything you're trying to do. And it's gonna feel very authentic. And that model is gonna go out there and really wear your clothes with pride. And I think today with this, in this world, and we're looking at just influencer marketing itself, it's like, that is where the value lies. And that's where, that's how consumers can trust a brand because they feel like it's, it's being portrayed authentically and it's actually coming through someone that they trust, uh, not because the brand is say so, saying so, saying but because they're following this person. So we're seeing that shift already happening and I think it's really cool. And I think it's just going to be even more of that in the near future too.
0: Besides directly with brands, how else have your models used their voices?
1: Mainly social media, I would say. It's a very powerful tool today. They're so e- it's so easy to connect with your audience and to inspire others. I mean, we're seeing that now, right, with uh, the coronavirus keeping us in our homes, so we can still stay connected because of all of this. So that's mainly where most models use their voices. But also, you know, there's a lot of, like, beach cleanups. And we, we also, as an agency, love to host educational events and inspirational events where we invite people and educate on stuff like sustainable fashion. It could be anywhere from, like, riots on the street where, like, there's a strike going on or beach cleanups or mainly on social media, I would say.
0: I also have to give you props for being a carbon neutral company.
1: I guess we are the first ever modeling agency in the world that's carbon neutral. And it was the carbon credit company that gave us that title. So uh, we were not the ones to claim it. But uh, yeah, since part of, unfortunately, part of modeling as an industry is about traveling a lot and sometimes flying to different destinations for shoots. We were just like reflecting on like, what is something we could do to help offset that? Um, So yeah, we're just working with this carbon offset program to offset whatever flights uh, models might take for jobs and stuff.
0: So speaking of role models, you also use your voice for environmental causes that you feel passionate about. You even label yourself as a stubborn climate optimist. Can you explain
1: that? Many years ago, before I decided to speak up for those who can't, I spent a lot of time crying, and I was just stressed out about the fact that we needed to do things and no one was doing it. And so, and it was really heavy. And I remember my mom telling me, like, you can't carry the world on your shoulders. And that it hit me at some point. I'm like, I can, I can keep crying as much as I want, but nothing is going to get done for me crying. So I'm like, okay, I'm deciding right now that I'm going to work for the climate, but I'm going to be freaking happy doing it too. With that said too, I have days when I'm frustrated. Like no one can be happy all the time. And that's not what being an optimist is about. I think being a climate optimist is about understanding the reality for what it is, but then choosing to believe that there is light. Uh, and that's the light that you work for.
0: Now, COVID-19 has really turned the world on its head and at an unprecedented speed. Do you, do you find it encouraging that people were able to change their behaviors so quickly, meaning that they may be able to do the same for the climate crisis?
1: It was amazing to me to see how quickly the world acted on this coronavirus thing, where we've been told for so many years that if we don't act, Uh, almost like panic, panically act on climate change, we are going to get something even worse than that in the near future. And yet we're having such a hard time getting to action about it. So I started reflecting on like, how is that? But what I've realized is that there there is different kinds of change. And the fear-based change would happen now happens when something feels very close and scary. And when the actions that are requested from us or asked from us are very clear, So you have something scary and close and actions are very clear, like stay inside, wash your hands, don't interact with people and you're safe. It's like, okay, I don't want to die. And so I can do that. And that's how humans work. We we work well with that sort of kick in the butt. But when it comes to climate change, it's so huge and it feels so distant still. And there's also so many things that we need to tackle at once. And we get overwhelmed and like, where do you start? And what happens is we just get paralyzed and fear and apathetic. And ultimately, that's not where we, not the state we can be in right now, because we don't have time for that. What I'm strongly feeling drawn to right now is to start conveying this message of optimism and courageous action. And ultimately, when you start acting courageously towards something, uh, even though you know it's scary, because like I have no idea where this is going to lead me, but I know that if I get to action with something, it's going to lead me to the next step. And so once you start that cycle, you get fueled by energy, and then you feel you start feeling like it's possible okay i'm doing the change so now i feel sane sane for that i mean they can do whatever they want but i'm doing the best i can
0: i hear you i also very much feel that when there's action there's hope but getting people to act can sometimes be hard because we're creatures of habit you post a lot about slowing down in order to reset and get oneself on a path of making more conscious choices well the world is in its biggest slowdown in history. We all want so badly to return back to normal, but maybe things can be improved upon that earlier form of normal. What's your take on this?
1: Oh, I feel like there's so much to take away from this moment. I mean, like you said, I, I do keep mentioning slowing down. I think it's always starting point to anything. It's not until we slow down that we can start reflecting on what we believe to be true what values we carry and if our actions are aligned with those values or not. Because if we keep running the hamster wheel and we keep filling our days with other people's energies and stimulation over and over and over again, you just can't get to that point. It's really hard to get in touch with yourself and start reflecting on the life that you're living until you slow down.
0: Being an activist for climate change or for the environment or any platform, really, can have its fair share of roadblocks.
1: What have been some of yours? Um, Honestly, I feel like the biggest pushback has probably just come from myself. I think my biggest weakness, if if for lack of a better word, is the fact that I keep spreading myself too thin. And then I have to start running around like crazy, picking up my own pieces. So I think what I'm trying to learn in all of this, because we've been forced to slow down. And so we're giving a new chance to reflect on like, what is valuable in my life? How do I want to live my life? But remember, as you start embarking on something new, it's gonna be times when you're just really lost and it's terrifying. And I think in that time, it's more important than ever to just collect yourself, pick up the pieces if you have spread yourself too thin, come back to center, and practice just slowing down and listening to your voice again, and know that it's gonna work out. So, why do you feel like you have the power to make change? I feel like I have the power to make change because I'm a breathing human being, and I am unique as a as is everyone, right? I like to see it this way. It's the most exciting time ever to be alive right now because we are asked to come together, not as a country, not as a race, but as a world. Everyone on this planet are asked to come together and work collectively towards something that's bigger than we'd ever even witnessed before. And I think that really is exciting to think about because like, wow, I am part of making history here and I want to be on the right side of history and I'm choosing to do whatever it is it takes to make the biggest and most positive impact that I can make. There is a quote that I love and it says, a candle loses nothing from lighting another candle. Meaning, we need to light each other up. So we need to start spreading this positivity and the hope for a better future because we can do this. Like we have the science, the technology, we have everything we need to reverse global warming and head for a thriving world. We know what to do. And so all we need is to wake up people to believe that that can be done. And so ultimately that's how I feel like I can save the world. And that's how you, whoever you are listening, can save the world.
0: Can you tell me about a time where you said to yourself,
1: this, this is why I do it. I would say I thank my followers on Instagram for this because There are definitely times, if not every day, when I'm asking myself, why am I doing this? (laughs) Like, what what good is it going to do? And then there's always someone who leaves me a DM or a comment and says, thank you. You inspire me. I, I needed to read this message. This really helped my day. So those are the moments when I just feel like this is why I'm doing it. You know, if I can impact one person today, that's all that matters.
0: In your opinion, what are some ways that people can be more sustainable?
1: so here are some of my top favorites of how to make the biggest impact cut down on meat and dairy i'm not asking people to go vegan but you can definitely cut down a lot secondly make not waste as much food so be better at planning your food how you shop how you cook how you prepare how you store and then i would say compost compost your food most people don't know this but food in in landfills emits methane which is a really potent greenhouse gas which is not good and um, it's because when food ends up in landfills and it's not given oxygen, it just can't compost properly. So it off makes gas instead. So make sure that you can compost in whatever way it's possible around you. If you have a home compostable system or if there's a um, compostable system in your society, you can like, look that up online. Be super aware of your consumerism. So support brands that are good for the environment. Try to look into regenerative farming, which is a big one we need to restore our soil. Soil is sexy. We need soil back. And I'm sure fashion has to be in there. And then fashion is a big one. You know, it's one of the dirtiest industries in the world. So we don't need as much fashion as we think we do. It's better to buy pieces that we love and they're going to use over and over again. They're going to last for a long time. We can do clothing swaps. We can sell our stuff. We can pass things on. You can be very scrappy with fashion. And it's really cool right now to be vintage and secondhand. So, you know, jump on that wagon. And then I would say look into how you invest your money and where how your bank is handling your money because fortunately a lot of money goes into fossil fuel projects and drilling and in general just stuff that's terrible for the planet so we are very most people are aware of spending your, like vote, voting with your dollar and how you spend your money but we don't really know what happens when our money is just sitting in the bank so i would say those are my top ones food meat fashion soil and money those are good suggestions.
0: So now you've decided to restart your podcast, Hey Change. To give a little background information to the listener, I first learned of Anne when I was on the search for an environmental podcast a couple of years ago. Her show, Hey Change, was a welcome addition to my library because it was full of optimism and solutions instead of the often used doom and gloom narrative. To tell you the truth, it was one of the inspirations behind forces for nature. And Therese, what do you have planned for this new season? First of all, I'm
1: I'm like I'm just smiling. It makes me so happy to hear that I was inspiration for you to start this podcast. Quick background: I started the podcast because I was just curious about finding out new ways how I can be more sustainable and understanding that this is such a learning curve and you can never know everything, but you can continue to ask questions. And I kept finding myself in very just engaging conversations. And I was like, oh, I need to share this somewhere. You know, I need to share my growth. So that's how it started. Hey, change, finding happiness in new realities, meaning that we can just learn new ways of living and it can be even better than how we live today. And also, you know, we don't have to sacrifice because we decide to work for the planet. We can actually gain and be happier. And so that's the whole premise of the podcast. And I decided to come back with a new season or a relaunch. And I think what I want to... Focus even more on this time is sort of like a storytelling aspect of it as well. And I really want to dive more into the nitty-gritty work of transformation, what it means to go through change, what it means to deal with uncertainties in our world today. It's okay to feel frustrated or sad or anxious. And like acknowledging those sort of feelings is part of becoming a climate optimist. So I think I want to focus even more on the psychology aspect of being alive today and what it means to find hope and optimism and work for a better world so i think pairing that would of course some you know interviews and guests as well because i do want it to be educational and a lot of people are asking for that too but i think coming back with a new spin and just also going like just in this time it was a side project i did for fun and i just feel like i miss it and i really just want to, to see where i can take it this time around
0: how can people find out more information about hate change and
1: your own platform You can go to my website, heychange.world. And on there, you can find information about me and the agency that's linked there also. You can go directly to modelsmgmt.com if you want to go directly. And on my website, heychange.world, you can sign up to receive a newsletter and get nudged when my podcast launches again. And I'm also about to launch some more online informational and educational content too around becoming a climate optimist so sign out to my newsletter and i'll start sending out all that information as it grows and of course please follow me on instagram it's AnnTheriseGeneri i love to interact with all of you there and like i said your feedback and our engagement together is really what keeps me going so it's i really really appreciate all the comments and feedback in my dm so thank you for that and um yeah please tune into the podcast once we launched again always interact with me on instagram if you want to and actually starting tomorrow i'll go live every tuesday at 5 p.m eastern time with this new platform called Pildora Live. life so it's going to be an hour of just climate optimist workshops so you can definitely tune in there and that's it's also an engaging platform so if you want to ask questions or you know talk to me directly that's a perfect way to do it
0: and therese thank you for joining me today and thank you for all that you do you're making
1: a difference. Thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: I was really excited to talk to Anne Therese because not only does she use her own voice to inspire others about the environment, but she co-created a business that provides a platform for others to do so as well. She's a great example of how you don't have to have an environmental or animal related job to make a difference. Just take what you're passionate about and turn it into something for the greater good. Can you just imagine the impact that we would all have? Don't forget to go to forcesfornature.com and sign up to receive weekly show notes, action tips, and be included in monthly giveaways. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to go to your podcast platform and please rate and review it. And don't forget to subscribe to never miss a new one. Hit me up on Instagram and Facebook and let me know what actions you've been taking. Adopting just one habit can be a game changer because imagine if a billion people also adopted that. What difference for the world are you going to make today?